Hello, hello, and welcome to Heart, Soul, and Roots podcast. My name is Tiffany Durr, and I have with me... Hi, everybody. This is Nicole. Welcome back to another episode. So excited to be here with my amazing friend, Tiffany. So, Tiffany, what are we going to talk about today? So we're going to talk about how we met. But honestly, we're going to talk about the course that we met in called Lifebook, which was a really fun course to take. And it's a really intense way to meet friends, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we actually met, we, what we met, what, like about a year after we'd, we'd done the course because the yes. Facebook group was still active, but um, right. yeah. How did, how did you get into Lifebook? So I got into Lifebook because I'd wanted to take it a couple of times. They offered like a 30, it was, I thought it was free, but now, now that I think about it, I think it was like a $35 crash course in it that you could take through Mind Valley. And I was like, oh yeah, I want to do that. It's only $35. I can actually afford that. <laughs> Let's do it. And it was one of the first personal development things that I paid for through Mind Valley. Mm-hmm. So of course I heard about it through Mind Valley. But <laughs> anyways, um, that so that was my first initial one. And then when they offered that you could do the full course. And then at the end of it, it was like a $500 course, but at the end of it, if you completed your life book and you completed all of it, then you could get a full refund. And so I talked Zeke into letting me do it that way. And at first I wanted us to do it together, but he was clearly not ready. <laughs> so it was just me doing it. Hang on. Are you talking about the $35 crash course? No, I'm talking about like the, the real deal, the full thing. Right. So I thought the two of us could go through it together, but mm-hmm. you had to, you only had a finite amount of time to complete it. And he just was not. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. So I don't, I don't actually remember how I came across it. I really don't remember. I, I, I don't think I'd ever heard of Mind Valley before. If I, I don't think so. I'm not really sure. I don't know how I came across it, but it was the same. It was the same offer. It was like, do the course. If you complete it, I think it was in within the six weeks, right? You had to, because it was, you had to go through it in six weeks. If you were to complete the course in six weeks, it cost, I think it was like $499. If you completed it, then you could ask for a refund and you could get your refund. um, And that was it. You've done the course, you get your refund, all good. So like you, it was a bit of a no brainer. It was like, this is such, it was such a good motivator, wasn't it? It was like, yes, Yes. I'm going to finish this course. I'm going to do it in the six weeks and then I'm going to get my $500 back and it's all, and it's all going to, you know, that's exactly how it's going to go. And I was so clear in my mind that that was exactly how it was going to go. And I also sort of said to Vinicius, because this was the first, I think it was the first personal development program like this Mm -hmm. that I had ever invested in. Yes. Um, so I kind of spoke to Vinicius about it and I was like, you know, there's this course and I really, I really want to do it and this, that and the other. So I think I'm going to, I'm going to sign up to it. Um, and we actually did decide to do it together. So, um, yeah. Nice. Nice. That's awesome that you guys did it together. Yeah. couple of goals. <laughs> so maybe we should yeah. explain what Lifebook is. Yes. Yes. Um, so Lifebook is an online program hosted by Mindvalley. <laughs> Um, right. And well, John and Missy Butcher. Yes. I think that's, that's a lot of correct last yeah. name, right? Yes. It are the um, ones who created this concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they are pretty cool. I must admit they are, they are pretty cool. <laughs> they are, they are really cool. And it's kind of cool because um, his dad was the creator of precious moments and precious moments is it's a company <laughs> and they they're in Missouri. They're not too, they're like, I've been to like where the company started and his dad's the one who started it. So anyways, when he, when they were doing that, I was like, Oh, I like actually feel like I have an actual connection to this person. It's not just some random person off in the world. So and do you know cool. what the company is? You've heard of the company. Um, precious moments that his dad created. Yes. That like saved his family. Yes. Oh yeah. It's really popular here in the States, especially when I was a younger kid, right. Um, I know somebody that used to collect all their figurines and I really remember coloring. I specifically remember my favorite coloring book was a precious moments coloring book (laughs) and like trying to be really, really good at my coloring in that coloring book. So precious moments are like a part of my heart, I guess. (laughs) Okay. That's awesome. Because I had no idea what the, I had no reference to the company. So that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. There you go. 
Yeah. So they, they, I mean, from, from the course, you come to understand that this was something that they, I think it was John, right? He just started kind of yes. doing this process on his own. Um, and then yes. they started kind of doing it together. So like going through the different areas in their lives and really thinking about what they wanted, where they were at at the moment, how, you know, what their way of thinking about it was and what they wanted in the future and kind of how they could get there. Um, yeah, it's almost it's almost like extreme goal setting in every category in your life. Yes. Is kind of how they hooked me at least. I was like, yes. Oh, okay. I want lots of improvements in my life. And this is like a more organized way of going about it. Yeah. Yeah. I've got to be honest with you though. I, I, I like, and this, I think this sounds, maybe it sounds a bit naive, but I don't ever remember being taught anything in my life about setting goals. I really don't. I don't remember ever having that training. And I feel like that may be an influencing factor as to why my life has gone off in so many different directions over the years. Um, as a 4-H'er here in the States, um, I was, goal setting was a big part of it. You're supposed to do it for every single project that you took. And mind mm -hmm. you, I was somebody that tried to take like all the projects, which is way too many. <laughs> so I knew goal setting from an early age, just through 4-H. I, you see, so. I always, I think from, from my exposure to like personal development, I just maybe had this idea in my head that everyone in the States knows about goal setting and it's just, it's just ingrained in them from a young age, you know, who set goals and this is how life is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's probably even taught. I know it's taught in school. So yeah, I think yeah, so. You yeah. might be right. Maybe I just missed that day at school. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so I, this was something that they just started doing. Then they started sharing it with friends and their friends were like, oh my God, that's amazing. You know, can you show us how you're doing it? And then they sort of realized that they had something and, and started sharing it with other people and other people were getting a load out of it. So um, I had an amazing experience with Lifebook. And, and like I say, it was probably my, my first real experience of looking at my life and setting goals around what I wanted rather than just, you know, let's see what happens over here and let's see what happens over here. And yeah, wow. so I, I know that Vinicius and I both got a lot out of doing it. And when I say we did it together, we both kind of did our individual you know, reflections and, and goal setting. And then we sort of came together and was like, okay, so how do these fit together? You know, mm -hmm. what, and, and the most important thing for us was like, what is our life vision together moving forward? Like our individual and together as a couple. And that for me made it that for us, I think set really strong foundations relatively, you know, two years two two about two and a half years into our relationship. So I think that was a, that was a great foundation for us to build on. Yeah. Yeah. That is a really good it would be a very good foundation to build on. That's great. I'm so glad you guys did it together. Yeah. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> um, yeah. So we, maybe we should read off all the categories that this, that this goes through. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so the idea, right. Is that they, they've split it out into 12 categories and then there's a video, right. You watch a video where John talks about the category and, um, then gives you time to reflect right on this, this category in your life. So do you want to run through, run through the first? I yeah. Mean, so yeah. the first, yeah. So the first one is health and fitness. Um, and then your intellectual life, um, and then emotional life. Uh, your character, spiritual life, love life, parenting, um, social life, financial life, your career, and then your quality of life, and then your overall life vision. Mm. So, yeah, yes, each an intense category in itself. Yeah. And it's, isn't it so interesting to break your life down into the different sort of into all of those different areas and, and think about them, think about them almost as kind of isolated, you know, in an isolated way. But then you realize from when you look back at your answers that you've written down to these things, they're all interwoven. But it's, it's I found it really interesting to think about the, these things in, in sort of isolation, if you like. Yes, I 100% agree. It's, it was, 
that, you know, at first it was like, oh yeah, these are really segmented. And then all of a sudden you start, as you're writing stuff down, you start realizing how much they actually overlap, especially when you get to like that uh, emotional, for me, the emotional category, it, emotions was something that I was not very smart about. <laughs> I don't know. I would, how do I say this? Um, I didn't like, obviously I knew we all had emotions. I had watched inside out, you know, I understood emotions, but the way that they can really affect your life and the way that you can uh, in it, growing up, I'd always been taught to control your emotions, control, control, control. Mm. And so, um, it was a different, it was a whole new way of thinking about your emotional life. Mm. That's what I'm trying to say when I got to this category and then the way that that actually does affect so many different parts of your life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting, isn't it? I talk about that a lot, how, you know, as, as a society, we're trained from kids to, to repress our emotions. It's like, don't cry. And it's not appropriate to laugh and it's not appropriate to be like that. And, you know, don't be too happy. That's not appropriate because people might get jealous or, you know, it's we're, yes. we're constantly being set all of these boundaries with regards to our emotions and how we express them and whether they're appropriate for, for the society and the people around us. No wonder most of us grew up, you know, kind of like having no idea what an emotion actually is or how to properly process it. Yes. And being, I think the things that he said about how you, this is my first real like understanding. I know that I'd heard it before, but you know, like sometimes you have to hear things several times for it to like mm. really sink in and get it. And yeah. so this is my first understanding of how you can use emotions and understand what that's telling you, like understand and then to kind of like dig down and figure out it, you know, what's triggering you. So it was, it was really good. I, I remember yeah. really enjoying that one. Yeah. And the fact that every emotion has its place, right? There's no such thing as a negative emotion. I don't know. I don't know if this was particularly what we learned there, but you know, no such, there's no such thing as a negative emotion. Every single emotion serves a purpose. Anger serves a purpose. The problem mm -hmm. is when these emotions are out of control and they are, they're running you rather than you kind of being able to reflect and go, well, what's going on here? Why am I angry? What am I angry about? Mm -hmm. And what is the anger trying to tell me or get me to do? What am I, yes. you know, to respond to rather than just kind of this explosive anger and rage that is like, I'm just exploding at everything and I have no idea why, and I have no kind of capacity to even think about why. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I really, I mean, I really, all of the categories I really like health and fitness was a great one for me as well, you know, really kind of thinking about where am I at at the moment? And I, and yeah, where am I at the moment? Where, what do I, what, what do I believe, you know, what are my thoughts and ideas and conclusions and beliefs about health and fitness? I thought that was a really great, you know, kind of thing to, to reflect on mm -hmm. where do I want to be and how can I get there? Yeah, you know, those are sort of the four the four steps, if you like, for for each category. And I for found that one. one, you know, health and for all of them, but for health and fitness, as that was the first one, it was like that is really the foundation, isn't it? If I'm taking care of my body inside and out, what I put in my body, how I use my body, then I'm I'm starting off on a strong foot for the you know the yes. rest of those other categories as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, I really like the way that that was broken down for each category, like you just said, um, and being able to think about it, but yeah, having the health and fitness one first, it's, it's something that, yeah, you're right. Cause if you're not healthy and if you're, you don't have health, then the rest of it doesn't matter as much. I mean, it does matter, but you can't enjoy it to its fullest potential if you're not healthy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, kind of the, the pictures and okay, this is what you and it's not like, oh, I want to look like that model. It's just like, I want my body to be healthy and strong so that, like you say, I can enjoy the rest of it. So having this kind of almost like vision board of, you know, what you want, the type of body that you'd like. And, and again, I'm not talking about like obsessing over becoming like a, a size zero, you know, kind no. of anything like that but and I think also this had a big impact when I was kind of creating a program for schools and thinking about a lot of the problems that teenagers are going through with with body image and stuff and really showing them the difference between a healthy body and an unhealthy but like a skinny and unhealthy body you know yes. kind of 
if you look after your body, you feel healthy, it doesn't necessarily mean that you weigh like 50 kilos. You know, you might weigh 60 kilos, but your body is strong and fit and, and able to support you. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Um, yeah. Should we go to the other categories? Yeah, sure. What about, what, how did you feel about intellectual life? What did you get from this one? Oh man, I don't even remember. <laughs> Did you have something that you really gained from that category? I'm trying to read. Yeah. I think for me, it was, you know, really kind of investing. I mean, I've always invested in my own, in education and stuff, but really kind of taking a clear kind of, you know, I want to, my aim is to read like one book a month or something like that. I, you know, for more than that for me is, is depending on what's going on in my life, work and stuff, it's just, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of information, I can be a fast reader. I can like swallow up a book, but if it's a, an informative book, you need to concentrate, I think a lot more than if it's a novel, you know, like a novel. Yes. You can probably read in a couple of days. If it's, you know, something that I'm reading about, I don't know how stress affects the body or, you know, meditation, mindfulness. Sometimes you do need more time to process the information. Um, and I think my mind needs a bit of a break in between information and information and I found mm-hmm. recently that I've just been over, it's kind of like an over input of education. Like I've been over sort of educating myself and I find that I need to step back after a while and just take a break and like, it's enough input for a minute. Let it just settle. Yeah. <laughs> my mind time to process. Exactly. I, um, I, so I do, now that you're saying this, I do remember until this point, I had been consuming as much personal development books as I could. So that would be several in a month. And because I listened to them in audio form. And so I, but I was just like hammering through them and I'd be like, oh, that's such a great idea, but I wouldn't implement anything. Mm. And so going through this, I was like, okay, I want to deep dive into one personal development book every one to two months. Like if I only read one in two months, that's fine. As long as I'm implementing it. Mm. And then in between then, if I still want to listen to something, I can listen to whatever fictional or whatever, you know, something else, but mm. for personal development, I need to slow it down because I'm not, I'm not, they're not really doing anything. They're not really changing your life or they're not having the impact that I really wanted it to have if I'm just cramming them in yeah 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 it's absolutely you know a lot of personal development books come with exercises and activities and try this and do that and have a go at this and if you're not you know as you say if you're just trying quite sort of you know swimming past them you're not taking any of that in and then what point what point does it serve it doesn't serve a point so yes yeah no I, I absolutely agree with you better to sort of focus on one thing and and implement stuff than overload yourself and be like I've just can't do any of it. There's too much to do. You know, there's like a million yes. suggestions in each book and I'm not even managing to do one. So, yes. Yeah, yes. I totally agree. Character was an interesting category. How did you find, how did you find that one? Yeah. So I, oh my gosh, this has been a long time ago. When we started recording this, I was like, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> um, but I remember being, um, I remember being like opened up and like, this is a new way of thinking about this than something that I thought of it before. Like, it's not something I'd ever really thought about. Like what type of character do I want to have? What type of person do I want Mm. to be? And I mean, I knew, I guess redefining that from what society had defined it for me. Mm. And so redefining that, um, and like actually paying attention to it because before I was like, if I just go through life being a good person, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it wasn't, you know, I had a deep dive. I, obviously I was doing lots of personal development, but I hadn't really linked those t- together yet, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought this one was all again, like you, it opened up my mind to like, oh, I can choose how I want to be, you know, like I can choose the different characteristics that I want, you know, that, that make me up in a sense. And and I don't, I don't remember if this came into the love relationship or if it was in character, but also thinking about, okay, in terms of a love relationship, who do you want that person to be? And more than anything, who do I have to be in order to be with that person? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I think that's a really interesting reflection. And again, I don't, I don't think any of these are new ideas, but no, you know, it's to, just, just put to, together. Yes. Yeah. 
yeah and I and I thought that was you know I mean I'd already met Vanessa we'd already we were already married by that point but it was again it was like so who do I want to be in order to support this person to become who they you know the person that they want to grow into as well Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought, yeah, character was a character and, and the love relationship were both, were both really, really interesting. Um, yes. really interesting in that sense, in terms of, yeah, who do I need to be, to be with that person? Yes. Yeah. And getting to see, um, Missy and John and what an amazing relationship they've created with each other. Mm-hmm. That was really, that was really inspiring too, I yeah. think, especially in the love relationship category. Yeah. One thing that I I refer back to all the time in my coaching is that your partner needs to be the most important person in your life, right? First, first you, and then your Mm -hmm. partner, even if you have Mm -hmm. kids, you know, you're, you need to make sure that you and your partner are looking after each other. And your partner is, you know, I remember them saying, John was saying, if, if she's not okay, our family, our family's not okay. So I need to, you know, my primary concern is that she's happy, that she's okay, that she feels like she's being looked after. And then, you know, the whole family feels the impact of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I totally just drew a blank on what I was going to say. So I guess that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. Spiritual, spiritual life. I thought that was really good category. Mm -hmm. Uh, because I've been, I've had a very interesting journey, I guess, with religion Mm -hmm. and to think about it, not necessarily just as religion, but just like as your spiritual life, Mm -hmm. I, I'd been really, um, I'd almost say defensive Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I wasn't really sure. I was like, do I even want to do this category? Cause I get, you know, it gets exhausting sometimes when people try to push you into a box. And so I wasn't sure what this category was going to be like, but it was really open and you could believe whatever, but it was about, um, you know, being good with yourself and your higher being. And I I don't know, it was really good. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Also, again, I I mean, I think spirituality is something that I have, I have spent many, many years reflecting on thinking about um maybe kind of searching for in in different capacities um like I mean I've had a a big a big kind of I guess a big conflict in my life with organized religions and I went to a religious school and that didn't that didn't bode well with me you know kind of asking questions and what about this and what about that and trying to challenge what we were sort of being taught in religious uh religious studies class and like nope you don't question it you just learn it and it was like well mm, no <laughs> that doesn't that doesn't quite work for me you know I need I need something better than that to go off of um mm-hmm. and yeah and then I think as I got older just kind of thinking more about what spirituality really really means to me and what it means to other people and and how that kind of how I fit into that and how that fits into me and I guess this kind of idea of it's not just me I am you know and this is my own interpretation it's not just me it's I am connected to everything and everyone around me you know I'm part of a much bigger network than just my own small world inside myself Um, you know we are a grain of sand on a beach at the end of the day and each grain of sand makes up that beach but we we all kind of interact and and what one does has a knock-on effect on the other I think one thing for me, what this category did for me was it helped me separate that it isn't necessarily like we are all connected. Obviously I loved your sand on a beach. I love that analogy. Um, but it was that it wasn't, I could separate religion from spirituality mm-hmm. and that made me okay with spirituality mm-hmm. because like you have had a lot of, um, come up against in organized religion. And so it, I, yes that I liked that category because it did allow me that freedom to take those and pull them apart. Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, like with anything, but I, it's spiritual, spiritual life, spirituality, I think has become such a loaded word in, in the past, however long, maybe decade or something like that. And, you know, maybe, maybe in the past spirituality was, was, you know, kind of linked to hippies and things and, 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 
I, I think it's it's been it's almost been tainted in a sense in in wider society spirituality, but it's it's got so many different uh, facets and interpretations, and I don't know you know we link spirituality to religion, but I don't necessarily feel that that is yes, there's definitely an element of spirituality in in religion, and that's up to you how you engage with your kind of connection you know your religious connection religious beliefs whatever that is um mm -hmm. and the same way i think it's it's fine for anyone to define their own their own meaning of what spirituality is to we're all i feel we're, we're all spiritual beings at the end of the day in in one way yes. or another it's just how do you choose to engage with that how do you choose to manifest that in your life mm -hmm. i think i think for me it was until this point those two had been very tightly married in the way mm -hmm. that I thought about things. Um, I don't know if I just picked up on that culturally. It's like something that I was just like, okay, this is to, forever. They were locked together. And mm -hmm. so this was a, a really great time for me to tease those two apart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I think, I think that's helpful for a lot of people, isn't it? To see that there are kind of, they don't have to, they don't have to come together and, and you have choice. You have choices yes. to, as to how you engage with, with either or both. Absolutely. Yes. I think choice is such a key word here in all of this, right? The whole point of this, yes. of this whole program and any kind of personal development, coaching, hypnosis, you know, <laughs> is, is really for, for people to see they have choices. Mm -hmm. It's not just this or that. I mean, there's no, there really is no such thing as to have your back against a wall that, you know, just right. knock the wall down or make a door yeah. in it. And that okay. is the choice, you know, you've, you've got a new choice. I just wrote an, a newsletter about this uh, on last week, you know, how you, there is always a choice. Mm -hmm. And I really don't like that expression. My back's up against the wall. Just knock it down, <laughs> make, yeah. make a window, make a door, whatever you need to do. You know, <laughs> there's always another way. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So and, you just and need to give yourself thing. some time for me. I think you just need to give yourself some time and space to think for a minute, and then yeah. you can figure out this other way out of it. Yes. This, you can make yeah. your window or whatever, or knock the yeah. wall down. Like you said. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even in this, I don't know if you ever read uh, Victor Frankl's book, man's search for meaning. I think this was one of the books that was recommended here. And that was the first time that I'd come across it. Um, and even that that book, so it was written by he he was a psych I think he was a psychiatrist or a psychologist um, from Austria. Um, he was Jewish, and he was taken to concentration camps in the Second World War and did stints in a number of different concentration camps, including Auschwitz. Um, and he wrote this book, and it was his kind of evaluation and reflection of being in the concentration camps, and even that you know, in that kind of situation, he talks about the different choices that people made within mm. that situation where it seems like you don't have a choice, but mentally he was saying everybody had a choice as to how they kind of reacted and, and responded within that given terrible situation. Right. You know, even the guards, even the prisoners, you know, you had prisoners that he was saying that kind of became like the guards kind of the guards kind of uh like the the prisoner police if you like and he, he was saying they were even worse than the actual guards in a lot of cases and then you had guards that were kind of sneaking food or you know like everybody had a choice in a sense as to how they how they responded in that situation and I think that is yeah because sometimes you think about situations you're like that and you're like there is no choice Right. Uh, yeah. But you're right. Yeah. Oh, what was it? Can you plug that book again? Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. It's a short book. You would love it. I know you'd love it. Um, okay. So I, recommend, I recommend listening to it, my friend. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm writing it down. I think for that book for a lot of people has been a real kind of guiding light in life. Yeah. And it was, it was okay. written in the 60s, I think, or even, yeah, or even the 50s. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. So category 10 is parenting. Mm. <laughs> yes. For me, this had a great impact. Um, I, 
at first I found myself being a little bit jealous of the way that they had raised their children. And I was like, oh, I've already screwed up my kids. But then he was like, don't worry, you haven't screwed up your kids. <laughs> um, it was really good about, uh, it was really good to take time because when you become a parent, sometimes you don't really take time to figure out how, what type of parent you want to be. Mm. Um, you know, you take, you think about how you're going to care for this infant, but then, you know, how are you parenting them later on in life? Is it, it's not something that we talk about that much really. Um, or at least I not, I hadn't talked about it much. And so it was an interesting time to really, instead of just going on autopilot, uh, to really think about the ways that you parent mm. and the ways I wanted to parent and what I, what I wanted, um, how I wanted to raise our girls. And it was good. It was a good it's a good thing to like actually take time and think about it. Yeah. Like you, yeah. Like you say, there's so much education on what to do when you're pregnant, what to do with a baby, but then there is very little, <laughs> if anything to do after that. It's like you, they, they kind of get you up to the walking stage and then it's like, off you go on your own. You yep, they're walking. You're good now. to go. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You've kept them alive this long. Now, you know, it yeah. gets easier from here. So there you go. <laughs> Yeah, when actually that's like, that's probably the easier part, right? From there, it just gets more and more complicated because then they're like, you know, real little humans that are interacting with the world and other people and learning from everything around them. And, and then it's, that's when it becomes, you know, that's when shit gets really real. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it does. Yeah. So I thought it was, it was good to like take time and think about it and, Mm. um, kind of yeah. What kind of relationship do you want to have with your kids when they're older? That's something that I hadn't really thought about that much. I mean, I knew I wanted to be friends because my mom and I are super close, but like mm-hmm. fostering that now and being intentional about it. And yeah. yeah. And how do you even get to that place with a, with it, with your own child, but also at the same time being able to set the boundaries and, and create that kind of, you know, discipline space that children do need. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember I, I did, I got a lot out of this section as well, even though I'm not a parent and Vinicius and I, um, you know, have no plans to have our own children. Um, I think you can still get a lot out of thinking about this category. Um, for us, I think it was more about looking to the future as to fostering and adopting, which has always mm-hmm. been something on my, on my radar from a young age. So you know, kind of really having a chance to think about that maybe in, in more detail. Cause even though it's always been something I said, you know, I want to foster, I want to adopt children. I don't know that I've actually maybe sat down and thought about it in this particular way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a really good category for that, that and um, your new job that you have. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Becoming sort of surrogate mummy, mummy hen for <laughs> yes. temporarily yes. for for teenagers yeah yeah there's there's an amazing I think I mentioned this to you I might not have done there was this beautiful kind of kind of documentary on Apple TV called Dads um it was made by Ron Howard's daughter and she's basically interviewing all of these different dads and you know they're talking about their relationship with their kids and stuff like that and there was one gay couple who had um they decided to become foster parents and they, I think they had three or four, was it two? I think it was three or four siblings that came to them. Um, and so they were like, we went from a family of two to a family of like five or six within like, <laughs> within a few weeks. And they ended up adopting them as well. Oh, and wow. I mean, for me, it really was like that, you know, they, they were saying they've, they come with their challenges. They come with their traumas. They come with everything that they've lived in their short lives and, you know, one of them, they were saying, this is the best thing we've ever done in our entire lives. You know, this is creating this family with these kids, with everything they come with has just, you know, been the greatest thing. And yeah, I mean, it was lovely to see all of the other dads and all of their relationships, but that particular relationship, because that's what I've, you know, the kind of family that I've always wanted to have. It was like, oh, oh my goodness, that's, that's exactly what I wanted to have. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. And that's dad's. So you said, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it feels like we're plugging a lot of stuff today. <laughs> I know we are. We are. We are not paid to plug anything. <laughs> yeah, we're not on any commissions here. So any anything that you go and watch or or look at, it's uh, yeah, completely nothing. <laughs> we're not getting any yeah. benefit from that. Just <laughs> I know. I was thinking about that. It's like, man, LifeBook should be paying us. It's like a full advertisement for LifeBook. <laughs> Yeah, it's just something that really helped us and it's how we met. So exactly, exactly. So what about yeah. social life? What did you get out of this one? So social life, um, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what I got out of this section. Um, I knew that I wanted to be more social. Uh, and that was something that I was already previously kind of thinking about and working on, I guess. Mm. Um, and you know, the type of people that I want to surround myself, I'd already heard the rule that, you know, you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. Mm. So, um, I don't know if it's just because I don't really remember this category that well. And I don't know if it's because it's something I had already been working on or what exactly it was, but what about you? What did you get out of this one? I think, so I can, I, I think I can have a tendency to withdraw and, and be quite sort of unsocial in a sense. I'm very much about I mean, I think I may have mentioned this before. I don't really have friends that I don't consider my best friends. You know, I mm-hmm. don't really have friends that I wouldn't, you know, that I that I would want to hold stuff back from that I'd not share stuff with, because then I feel like that's not a complete friendship. That's an acquaintance. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's somebody that I'm not willing to, you know, ah, this is going on or I'm feeling like that, or I'm really excited to share this with you. So anyone that I call a friend is is a best friend for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I've all I've definitely, as I've gotten, I think, you know, from childhood experiences and things like that, it was sort of from the age of about 16 on, it was like, I'm, I trust very few that are around me. Um, I've gotten better at that because you, you start to build other relationships with people. And I think I I'm, I'm sociable with my very close friends. Sometimes it can be difficult for me to socialize, you know, like to sort of go out and socialize. Um. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Um, do you remember in strength finders? Are you, you must, I bet you're a relator <laughs> um, because you, what you described is almost textbook, what a relator does. And I, I am very weird because I have both relator and, um, includer, which means that I don't like anybody to be left out but I also, when I have a relationship, I want to dig deep. Like yes. I want to, I want to have a deep, meaningful friendship. Hmm. Um, and, but I also don't want to exclude anybody. So like I have people on the outside that I'm like, okay, well come on in, but just yeah. don't get too close until mm-hmm. I know that I can trust you. Then you can get in and get the, the meat of the thing mm-hmm. of it. So yes, but I very much you, when I'm, and I think being since COVID, I've probably gotten a little bit worse about it again, um, about really, because we've all been separate. Right. And so, mm. and it seems like COVID has divided us in so many different avenues yeah. that I did not see coming. Mm. And so I think it's been another way that I've probably sucked myself back in a little bit more, yeah. um, except for with my good close friends with them. I'm like, I let it all out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, probably a lot of people have had that impact for, from, you know, COVID and the isolation and, you know, kind of this, oh, do I feel comfortable going out and, and socializing in big groups of people? And then you've got all other complications, which I don't really want to go into here. But no. um, yeah, um, I, I think the one that something good that came out of COVID for me was I have met and made genuine friends online over the past mm-hmm. couple of years. Um, you know, I met you, I've met a couple of other people that I consider close and, and genuine friends, as well as mm-hmm. colleagues, you know, and, and that has just been invaluable. That's brought so much richness to my life over the past couple of years. And it's a different, it's a different way of socializing, I guess, and a different way of interacting. But I, I never would have even thought that that was possible you know to meet actual people and make real friends through Facebook and stuff like that yeah yeah I don't think I would have thought that when I had been dreaming about making a podcast that my partner would be somebody who lived in Spain and moving to the UK uh, you know (laughs) 
that wouldn't have even been in the realm of possibilities pre COVID, but now it's like, well, yeah, this is normal. I have lots of friends in Europe now. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? I guess it, it you, is. know, you, you adapt to, you adapt to the situation, you adapt to the circumstances and who knows what comes out of it. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, the next one was a big one for me. <laughs> me <life>. too. <laughs> yes. Financial life. That's. <sighs> the thing. (laughs) That was my lowest going in on the assessment. That was my lowest category going in. Right. Um, so, and it, it has improved a lot since, since doing life book. Yeah. I think for me, it was also one of my, I think it was probably the lowest for me as well. Um, Mm -hmm. and has definitely, definitely improved since, since doing the life book. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Yes. I guess we should say that going into this, they have you take this assessment Mm. and it assesses where you are in each category in your life. And that's what we're talking about when we were saying that our, our score was low (laughs) or lower than what we had preferred it would be in this category. And before we started recording, we both pulled up our assessments because we both did a couple of assessments and we were sort of going, oh, well, I started here. And and then, you know, the last time I did it was here. So there was there was definitely an improvement for both of us. And I think even just, you know, again, I must have missed school the day that we were being educated about finances. (laughs) I just um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So it's. this was a really big one for me. It was a really important one for me. And it was a massively helpful one for me to, to look at, you know, my beliefs, my ideas, um, where I was, where I wanted to be. And it's still a work in progress as are all of these, as are all of these categories, right? The, The older we get, you know, the more we change, the more these categories, you know, they're, they're work, it works in progress and they adapt and evolve along with us. So, yeah, this was, I'm, I'm really grateful for this category. Yeah, me too. And I, I'm the same way. I'm definitely still a work in progress in this category, mm. but it, it helped me focus a little bit more on where I wanted to improve it instead of just being like, I just want more money, yes. <laughs> like getting more focused on ways that I could do that and how to, um, yeah, just a different, yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, but it's it's like, I mean, I don't know if this was a result of, of this or if it came a bit later on, or maybe it was triggered by this, but every single week now, I do my personal and business accounts. Every single week, I have a spreadsheet where I put down every single penny that I have spent and every single penny that I have incoming. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am, I'm tracking that on a weekly basis. I'm, I'm so aware of, you know, my finances. And I find that really helpful. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that's not something most people probably do. So, or maybe they do. I don't know. It, it Finances is such a taboo subject too. I think this was another thing that was kind of nice to have it out in the open and have mm. people from all walks of life talking about it mm. was, was another, to me that I really enjoyed that aspect of it too, because as you go through this, there was this Facebook group where you could, um, talk together and Mm. work together on different things and, you know, say like, this is what I'm doing, or this is my goal. And so that was another aspect of this that I found very helpful. Yeah. Yeah. The next one was also a big one for me, which was career. Cause at the time I was not, I was not enjoying my career and I hadn't been for a while, um, so I was, I was teaching, I was teaching English as a, as a foreign language at the time. I believe I was working at a very sp- prestigious university in Barcelona and I was just not happy. Like I hadn't been happy in it for a long time. I kept trying to leave. Like I kept, you know, moving away, going to other countries, trying different things, studying this, studying that. And for some reason, I just felt that this was the only the only kind of guaranteed option I had for, for earning a living. And I kept coming back to it and I changed jobs every single year. <laughs> like I moved schools every single year. Um, and obviously it, it, it was just the first few years I really enjoyed it, but then I just felt that I got stuck in it. 
and mm-hmm. um, I did a, I did like a, a, a master's level kind of diploma to try, you know, to improve my situation and stuff in a, in a career that I wasn't enjoying. You know, I invested a lot of time, money and effort into doing this kind of master's and stuff. Um, and this, you know, again, it was like, I knew that I needed to get out of this, but I was so afraid of leaving it behind because I had no idea if I would be able to make it if I wasn't like make anything of myself, if I wasn't in that, in being a teacher. Um, and I, I think this was probably one of the catalysts that sort of, you know, got me to say, that's it, I'm done. Like, I'm done. <laughs> Handing in my notice, not coming back, like training in something else, completely different, not coming back. <laughs> so, Is this when coaching started then? Is that kind well, of spurred off of this? Yeah, this kind of coincided with me training as a hypnotherapist and training, in, you know, um, as a coach and stuff. And and that was kind of, I think it was, the, it was, it was the same year when I, mm-hmm. I said, you know, that's it. I'm not coming back. We, I'm, and yeah, that's it. We're, we're, we're doing something different from now on. <laughs> Yes. Ah, I love it. I love it. I love how things like this can really change your life. So yeah. Yeah. And awesome. it's, it's scary, isn't it? Cause you're stepping outside of your comfort zone and, and, and it is scary. It's like, Whoa, I don't, don't know if this is going to work, but yeah, I yeah. need to believe that this is going to work because I do not <laughs> want to go back to being a teacher. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nice. Okay. And the, the okay. last, the last one then quality of life. Yeah. Quality of life. This one was just kind of, what do you want your overall quality of life to be like? Mm -hmm. And, um, I, you know, going through all of this, my mindset had really changed on a lot of things. So it was kind of good to start kind of capping it off with something like this, start, you know, putting a little nice, neat bow on it, I guess, in some ways, I don't know if there's ever really a nice, neat bow, but just like, integrating all of those categories together to be like, okay, so now what do I want my quality of life to be like now that I've, you know, thought deeply about each of these individual categories? Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Again, like you say, it was, it was nice to sort of look at this, look at this and think about really what, what do I want my life? You know, how do I want to live? How, what are the things that I want in my life, in my overall life? But the, the last one, the life vision, I think for me was, a big one because that you know they take you on a guided meditation and then you write out this whole thing of okay this is what I want my life to look like you know this is how I want to wake up in the morning this is what I want to do this is how I want to feel this is who I want to be surrounded by this is you know the things that I want to be doing this is the place that I want to be living and that was a big one for me I really loved that I really loved you know after going through this whole process then kind of coming full circle and like you say you know kind of packaging it all up as this is like my final plan but it's nothing Mm -hmm. set in stone it's my final plan for the moment this is what I'm heading towards yes having that and being able to sort of print that off and read it every day and be Mm -hmm. like this is what I want you know this is what I want Yes. Yeah. I think that that's very, to me, that was like the most impactful part as well was Mm -hmm. this life vision. Um, and that meditation was amazing. It was really good to go through all that. And then to write, try to, I, I felt like I had a hard time capturing it all when I went to write it down, Yeah, (laughs) but it was, it was so, it was so good. Um, I wish that I wouldn't have rushed this last one, but it was the final one and I wanted to get it done so that way I could <laughs> get the refund. Um, so I, I, I need to go, I, I would like to go back through and pull out my life book because I'm going to be honest. I did not print mine off. Like they said, you're supposed to, and you're supposed to look at it, you know, several times. And, um, I have mine all digital still, and I've looked at it several times, but not, mm. not quite what they had envisioned you doing, like having this life book that you go and you look at, um, like, you know, several times a year, if not, you know, Mm. several times a week. Um, and so to help you stay on track for what you're wanting for your whole life vision. So I'm after this podcast, I'm going to go back and look and see what all I had in there and look at it again. And, um, I don't know, I might, I might go back through and adjust some categories and such. What about you, Nicole? Well, unlike you, I did, I did do the upgrade and I went into the mastery and, um, and that would kind of gave you access to a next level of goal setting and things like that. Like it went really sort of deep into goal setting and making sure that your goals were re- like, like from your life vision, making sure that your goals were realistic and achievable, like smart goals. 
and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of habit tracking and things like that. And I found that really useful. Both Vinicius and I found that really useful. And, you know, like their recommendation is to do this whole course, you know, once a year or even keep going through a category a month, you know, every, keep just every month do uh, do the category. So every year you're basically going over this again and again. Um, I don't think that I've done the whole course again since then, but I would really like to. And I think I'm now that we've talked about it, I'm probably going to, you know, I'd really like to do it again and and have, you know, almost have that kind of comparison because it was three years ago nearly. So have that right. comparison on what was I thinking then? What am I thinking now? Um, mm-hmm. And what do I want now? You know, where where do I where do I see myself and, and how am I going to get there? Um, so for me, this was a really, really valuable experience. And um, mm-hmm. it did literally, ha- it had a big um, impact on my life. Yes. I think that is something that I, I'd like to try to do, to do it again and maybe have Zeke go through it with me. I think, you know, after how I, hearing how well it went for the two of you, I think mm-hmm. it would be something that'd be really great to do together. Um, I don't know. I'm so glad that we talked about this today. There's so many lessons in here that I kind of you know, forgotten about and life has changed. I mean, the whole world has changed so mm-hmm. much from when we did this, because what did we, January of 2019? Is that what we figured out? I think so. Yeah. January, February. Yeah. So life has changed a lot for the entire world. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I'm sure that I've shifted in several ways too. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, we shall, yeah, maybe, maybe have another talk about this when we, when we've done it again, <laughs> maybe in a year yeah. time, we can come back and report on our progress. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And I kind of hope that, um, those of you that are listening, uh, if you think about just kind of going through and kind of thinking as we've gone through these categories and maybe you need to give it a re-listen so you can kind of think these individual categories and, you know, have you ever thought about setting goals and, um, trying to improve different areas in your life and what would that look like for you? And it's, it's a really good exercise to, to think about and go through. So yeah, yeah, I should have said that at the beginning of the podcast. Well, we're saying it at the end. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) So for those of you that have made it this far, <laughs> yes, that's, that's our call to action for today. Go away mm-hmm. and think about these different categories and, and yeah, start reflecting on them and let us know, you know, get in touch, let us know, send us a message. Um, and do make sure you leave us a like and an awesome review on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening to us. It massively helps. And please share us with your friends. Um, we love to be shared. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. Um, and we love all of our loyal listeners um, and just really appreciate everything that you've, that you've done and yeah, share us around. Bye.